stukjes van haar. <tie> How's that, Liz? On the keyboard, can you you hear it okay? Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you can control this or not. What about the monitor on the stage? I can't hear anything on in the monitor. The stage when. there but on the stage I don't have no monitor no nothing there 
No, it's not, not working there. No, nothing. Okay, one second. I'm going to have to check something out. I, I turn my volume up here, Liz, and it's working up here now. You might have to cut it back in the host, but I can hear myself now. Test, yep, that's, that's fine. I'm just going to try my drum machine. Liz, you might have to check channel 6 for me there. Uh, I think that's where the drum machine is. Can you just put that up for a second see if it's going to make a difference? Number six. Yeah, oh, okay. Just that's it. That's it. 
That's that's good. Yeah, I think we got a lid for the for the keyboard and for the uh, for the mic up here. I think we're okay. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. other members who are out sick, and so uh, we will remember those in prayer. But let's praise the Lord. He is good. You know, the love of God, will we ever fully understand the love of God? Not in this world. But he loves us so much. chose each one of us as individuals, drew unto himself, that we might be with him eternally. Regardless of what we do, what mistakes we make, what wrong turns we make, it doesn't change the fact that God still loves us, will still draw us back and bless us. That is the God we serve today. He hasn't changed. He will not change. He's the same forever. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. He alone is worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. There is none like unto him. He's the King of kings, Lord of lords, the great I am. He is coming again brothers and sisters. Again, he's coming to collect his bride. Some of you may be here when he arrives. Maybe all of us will be here when he comes. Time, all we know is time is short. It's closer than when I first got saved. I can't remember when. Long time ago, probably 70 years. He's closer now than he was then. And he's coming again. This morning I, I want to just pray. And there are many needs. We know that. And I'm going to pray general prayer for healing, body, mind, and spirit, financial needs, 
Whatever your need is this morning as I pray, reach out to God. He who gives good gifts to his children. And that the great physician is still around. He's still available to the cries of his kids. And he still does miracles today. That's why he died. He died that you and I might have the full benefits of Calvary. And so let's pray. And as I pray, reach out to the Father with your need. He hears the cry of his children. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning with praise and with thanksgiving. You are a God who's worthy of all praise. You are worthy, King of kings, Lord of lords. We bow before you, Father, and we come to your throne. And we ask, Lord, today, on behalf of those who have need, Father, that you are no respecter of person. Lift, we lift our need to you right now. And we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, soon coming King, that in the name of Jesus, every need will be met. Lord, healing for the body, healing for the mind, healing for the soul. Whatever the need is, financial, whatever your need, the need is, Father, we give it to you this morning. And we ask that you would take it to the throne of God. And that, Father, you would bless your children and you would hear their need. And bless them and meet that need this morning in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Anyone have a word, anything that the Lord has laid on your heart as you came in this morning or since you've arrived? We'll just take one moment. Praise the Lord. Last Sunday, we prayed for the sick and whatever, and he was included. The interesting thing that happened last Sunday and which was is that I came up to pray. The Holy Spirit came on me and whooshed out like that. And I knew within my spirit that God was moving and he was moving on someone's behalf. The thing God reminded me of was it not only touches those of us who are in this congregation, but the live streaming too. And while we may never know what God did, we can rejoice and thank him that he's still working on behalf of his kids. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that report. And we'll continue to remember him in prayer. That well, that's the most important miracle that can happen, is someone's salvation. Anyone else before I turn it over?
Well, we're blessed this morning. Our dear sister Liz is going to come and tell us what the Lord laid on her heart today. And I'll pray for you before you start. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my sister. And I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would rest upon her, that the words she speaks will be anointed, and that, Lord, it will find good ground and bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. All yours, sis. Amen. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Um, and what a blessing to be here this morning. And what a privilege to be able to stand in front of you once again. Uh, first of all, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the room. And yeah, I think they do deserve a cheer. Um, and I was just reflecting on Mother's Day as well and thinking about, you know, the beautiful attributes of a, of, of a good mother. And words that came to my mind uh, were, you know, things like kindness, care, uh, loving, long-suffering, uh, forgiving, uh, disciplining, uh, you know, giving advice and reflection. And, um, you know, I was blessed enough to have uh, a beautiful birth mother who had a lot of those attributes. And also in addition to that, I've also had the beautiful experience because I left home quite early of having a lot of mothers who have natured me and a lot of them are in this room today. So I, I wanna just say a, a special shout out to all my mothers and aunts who have raised, uh, pretty much done a lot of these things for me and for many other people. And I'm also reminded of you know, when I thought of those attributes, I thought about uh, the church, the body of Christ, and that this is what it is to all of us. It's almost those attributes of motherhood. You see them in the church, in the body, as we support each other, as we love each other, as we care for each other. Sometimes we have to discipline each other, correct each other, and be long-suffering with each other. And we just heard a beautiful testimony about how people rallied around to pray for somebody because they need it so um i couldn't help by but think about that is the privilege of how we come together as a body whether in the physical or people who are online or even by extension our families and our members so just wanted to give glory to god today uh for this opportunity and privilege that we have um and so i just i'll, I'll just take a moment once again to just say a prayer because as I was going to stand up here, I got some good advice from Myron back there. He said, Mom, just go up there, don't overthink it, and just speak. <laughs> so I guess I wish you all luck, but then we don't need luck because we've got the Holy Spirit, fortunately. <laughs> so I just pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us. So why don't we bow, bow our heads and start in prayer? Father, we thank you for the privilege to be in your home today. And we thank you, Lord, for every single person who's gathered here in the physical and also via online. Lord, I pray that you open our hearts that we may hear what you have to say today. We know, Lord, and remember that I'm just a vessel that stands up here, but it is your words that we need to focus on today. So I pray, Lord, that for every single person who hears these words, Lord, that you speak to them personally that they may take what is being said today and apply it to their own life. So, Lord, I, I, uh, with that, I open up and I leave this up to you, and that you may be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. So, um, well, so to, to kick us off, I wanted to start off by telling you a story about something that I experienced about, um, about a month ago. I took the boys and uh, gave them a surprise trip to Orlando, to Disney World. It was great. They were excited. I was excited. Um, and it was the first time that we were taking that trip. Uh, and I had quite an amazing experience when I was there, is that I got the opportunity to go on a, uh, on a ride. So what happens when you go to those rides is they're kind of like virtual reality. So you put on a pair of, of glasses, you sit in your chair, and you go into a whole different world. And so what it was was, it was, uh, well, there was different kinds of ride, but my favorite one was based on a film and a movie called Avatar, where you sit on a, what seems to be like a dragon and you ride it all over the place and it feels so real. There are things coming at you and at some point we had to go into a big massive ocean and there was a large shark coming out of us and I was terrified. I was petrified, I was shaking in my skin. And throughout all that time, my mind, my body, my emotions were convinced that this was reality. So my talk today is about reality. What is our reality? And in fact, I actually named it Take Off the Glasses. Because the thing that enabled me to get into that world were the, just a pair of glasses that I was given and asked to sit with and to look through during this whole experience. In reality, I was sitting down on a chair, but the whole experience that I had because of those, those glasses was absolutely real to me. I couldn't even for a second imagine that I was anywhere else but in this world and that there were these big giants and things coming at me, that there were these big monsters coming at me. They all looked real to me. So that got me thinking when I came back, what is reality? And how do we perceive our reality? And especially for us as Christians as we kind of go through our day to day and there's things coming at us, what is our reality? So when you look at like the definition of reality, um, it's really basically about how we perceive things. You know, we can see it in our thoughts, in our mind, we can see it in our emotions, in how we feel, and sometimes it manifests in the physical. We could even shake when we are in fear because we're experiencing a certain kind of reality. So when I think about this from a point of view of Christianity, and I think about what we live every day and the challenges that are coming at us, it just begs the question is, when we're confronted of those things and we try to think about every day we're hearing about what God says, who God says he is, what he says about us, and all the scriptures and all the verses that we hear every day. But yet in that moment, it can become very difficult for us to kind of bring all that to perception. And in fact, I'll tell you, I did some of these rides several times. But each and every time, I was convinced I was in reality. Even though I knew going in that, well, I'm going to sit in this thing, I'm going to get a pair of sunglasses, and I'm going to you know, sit through it again, and it's going to be a wild ride. When I got into it, it felt like my reality. It felt like this was truth. It felt like this was the thing that, we, you know, that, that was happening at that time. 
so when I think of that, I think, well, even though I knew that I'm in a chair, I actually constantly had to remind myself while I was doing the ride that this is not real. But I couldn't even do that constantly because when the big shock was coming, I kind of forgot and I got scared again. I got frightened. But I was still sitting in the chair. Nothing had changed. I was just sitting in a chair. But then when they stopped the ride and I took off the glasses, I was quite relaxed. I thought, I'm not in any trouble here. There is no danger here for me. So this just kind of leads me to the question of like, what kind of glasses do we put on when trouble comes our way? In fact, what are some of the things that are stopping us to see the reality of who God is? We all have it. I mean, when you think about it, some of it is our past, our history. You know, we carry some burdens that of things that have happened to us in the past. They're always going to interfere with our reality. Sometimes it's unforgiveness. We're holding on to stuff. We're carrying on or, or we feel people haven't forgiven us. That's coming into our reality. So anything, anything comes up, we're going to see it through those lens. Not through who God says we are. Not through what God, who God says he is. But through some of those things. Is it maybe pain? Is it loneliness? Is it sometimes trust or hurt? The pains that we've had from the past? Are these the things or the glasses that we're putting on that are stopping us from seeing the Lord? Or is it just our mind that needs renewing? Sometimes our mind plays tricks on us. So when you, know, when you think about it, when I was putting on those glasses, it was my mind that was playing tricks on me. It knew that this is, n is not real, but it was right in there. And in fact, you know, I was uh, talking to my kids the other day, and I was asking about technology and like, okay, what are some of the new stuff that's coming up? And they told me that, oh, well, there's other stuff coming. There's going to be a thing called the metaverse. And I'm like, well, what is that? It's like, and they said, well, there's stuff coming where basically you can be whoever you want, whenever you want, however you want. All you got to do is maybe put on a suit or put on some glasses and you could just right now be sitting in the Bahamas on a beach. And this is, this is the technology of what's coming, right? So the, the, the line between reality and truth and what is real and what is not real is just going to get thinner and thinner and thinner. And it is in that space that we as Christians are going to need to really understand who we are and who God is and what is truth and what is our reality. It is in that space that we're going to need to constantly think about what is coming between us and the truth of who God is. So I, I ask you today, like, you know, when you think about the place you're in right now, today, this moment, sitting here today, what are some of those things that are kind of coming in between you and, and, and the reality of who God is? In fact, often we have to make a conscious effort to remind ourselves of what is truth and who is God. Because it doesn't happen naturally. I think if you leave me to my own devices, I mean, I'm going to just stay in a space of like everything that I think of myself coming in between me and God. And when the challenge comes, or when I'm feeling sick or I'm not well, then it's hard to see through that phase. It's hard to see through that toughness and remember who God is. 
So in that, I'm just reminded too, when I mentioned earlier that aren't we blessed to have the body? Because in that moment when we're not able to do that ourselves, we have the body of Christ to remind us, right? We were never meant to do it alone. It is not a complete failure when you can't do it or you, when you can't remember. When you, know, when you cannot remember, like, you know, or you can't take off the glasses. You have everybody else, the body of Christ, to support you. To come to you and say, you know what, Reg, I have a verse for you. I want you to remember this, and that's going to help you kind of come back, take the glasses off for a while, and get a little bit of a sense of reminder. All right. In fact, it is that almost that mother nature of God that he has given us people around us to help us walk through this, right? So we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to feel that it is a failure when we are in a moment where we've got the glasses on. When we can't discern or when we can't kind of figure out, we're overwhelmed and we can't think of like how to take these glasses on. And all we can think about is all the, the, the stuff that's coming at us. And in that moment, that's when we need somebody from the body of Christ to say, hey, sister, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not seeing it right. You need to take off these glasses. You need to see a different lens right now. This is how we support each other and how we can be a support to other people. So remembering, um, so with that, I just was thinking about what are some of the tools that God has given us that help us be able to walk and navigate this situation that we have where the world is coming at us with all kinds of different things that kind of like put us, um, make us not see clearly what God has for us. And the first one that comes to my mind is the word of God. In Joshua 1 verse 8, the Bible says that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So the Bible is a tool. The word of God is a tool that we can, we can, we can actually use in order to keep us with the right lens and uh, with us being able to see past what is coming at us. And also, really, we hear the word saying you must meditate on it day and, and day and night. It's because it's an active action that you have to do all the time. It's not enough that I, re I read the Bible yesterday and I know all my verses because when, when challenges come, they are right there in front of me. And sometimes meditation and repeating and repeating the word of God and what the Bible says, what the word says about the situation is going to help us get through it. And sometimes that is a battle because sometimes we're not even able to stand up and do that. You know, and you know, and, and, and I was, I was, as I was doing some research on this, I found that remembering requires active, like an, an action. It is a verb. It's a doing word. You actually have to take an action. You have to fight it and say, I'm going to look into the Bible, see the verses that go against this. And sometimes you don't have the strength to do it, but you're just going to have to kind of like keep speaking it, speaking in it. And in that teaching, of course, you know, we in, in Joshua, we hear that it says, do not let it depart from your lips. You need to repeat it and constantly say it um, all the time. So meditation is basically saying things over and over and over and over again. And sometimes that's what it takes for us to take off those glasses and see reality. And, you know, um, 
the other uh, part of that is that the second one is that God shows us a way. You know, sometimes even in the, in the darkest of moments, we will experience that quiet voice that is speaking to us. That place of, uh, that place that is just a silent voice that is talking to us. You know, and in John 14 verse 6, the Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when you seek him and you seek his way, it's going to make your reality closer to what God is, is saying versus what the world says to you. So when you seek the Lord and you constantly seek him, you're going to be much more in tune with what is truth and what is real. The third thing is, you know, renewing our minds. There is nothing more powerful in the physical than what your mind can come up with. I mean, the story I just told you, that, that's just my mind playing tricks on me, right? The mind is telling me, like, there's a big shot coming at you, and my whole body and my whole emotions take it, and they believe it. I can no longer discern anything. But the power of the mind, the renewal of our mind, guarding our minds uh, constantly makes a huge difference in terms of keeping us in the right space of reality. So in Romans 12, verse 2, we are told that, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. You can discern what is the will of God and therefore discern what is reality if you stay close to guarding your mind. Um, and in Ephesians 4.23 tells us the same, uh, speaks to the same thing. And you need to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. So this is, uh, this is the, the, the mind is really a powerful thing. And Colossians 3 verse 2 says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So often, actually, the things that challenge us into not being close to the reality of God are the things of the earth, right? When things start coming at you, it's never really the things of God that are going to kind of separate you from from re the reality of God. It is the things of men, the things of earth, the things people say to you, the things people have made you believe about yourself, the, uh, the, the rhetoric that people say, the box that people have put you into, the space that, has that you have been given where this is where you belong and you will be nothing else. And you will keep remembering that, you know. The pain that you have suffered because somebody did you a hurt, right? Those are things of men, right? Those are the things that make us stay in the box and the things that mess with our mind. Because we're going to, you know, when you think about something like forgiveness, right? When you feel like when we can't forgive other people, it's going to mess with our minds. You're going to think about that. You're going to get toxic because you're st stuck in it. When we feel unloved, it's going to mess with our minds. And some, most of that sense of feeling unloved, to be honest, is not from God. It is because somebody didn't love us enough. And often, that is from the earth. That is the, humanly, the, human, the human beings around us. They didn't show us love. So they made us feel abandoned. And those are things that are left that leave us sort of separated and not feeling close to the Lord. And, you know, God, you know, God understands this so much 
that the Bible has over 100 verses that speak about renewing the mind. I didn't know this. Over 100 scriptures that speak about the power of the mind and how we need to guard our mind. How we need to guard our mind from what people are saying to us. How we need to guide our minds from the things that come at us. And how we need to protect ourselves by using the word of God and sitting with the Holy Spirit and meditating to keep us in the right frame of mind. How we need the encouragement even of our brothers and sisters to keep us in the right state of mind. Honestly, if you leave our minds to ourselves, we'll go quite awry. I think most of us in here can attest to it that if you really don't have some kind of check, whether it's, it's through people close to you, the mind can take you to dark places. So it is really important for us to keep on guarding our minds, uh, and that is one way that you stay close to the reality that we have been prepared for by God. The other thing that we have, like a fourth thing, is the, the eyes of the spirit. In 2 Kings 6, verse 17, we hear Elisha praying, and he says uh, about his servant, and he says, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the, eye, the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses, chariots of fire all around Elisha. He couldn't see this before. right? He couldn't see it because the eyes of the spirit were not open. So when God uh, allows us to see through the eyes of the spirit, we see things that we don't see in the, in the flesh. And that is when we're closer to reality. In fact, most of our reality actually is f so far removed from our earthly feelings and our earthly being and our physical being. The reality of what God wants for us lives in the spirit. So we need to have eyes that sp see in the spirit. And seeing in the spirit is nothing more than like looking at how God wants us to be seen. That is what seeing in the spirit is. Seeing contrary to what we see on the earth. It is really seeing like where, um, and often it is quite kind of opposite to what you are seeing right now in the flesh when it comes to the things of the Lord. Because the things of the Lord are foolish to, to, to us in our human form, right? So um, that is one other way of staying close, close to what is the reality that God intends is looking to see in the spirit. The other thing we need to f stay on is prayer. You know, there was a research that was done that showed that when people are staying in prayer, their state of mind, so all these other things I was listing down, like your state of mind, your state of being, your emotions, all those things shift when you're, when you're living and staying in prayer. And ultimately your reality and the way the brain is processing everything you do is also completely changed. So we know that prayer is important because Jesus took the time, even with his own disciples who were work, walking with him constantly, he took the time in Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13, when he taught them the Lord's Prayer, to spend some time with them, teaching them about prayer. Because when we pray, we are communicating with them, with the Lord, and we are bringing ourselves much closer to him, and therefore bringing ourselves closer to what is real and what is truth. It actually helps us align ourselves with reality. It kind of takes you back to my, my story of sitting there in a, in a chair where I didn't know what was reality. And praying to me felt almost like that little moment 
where I remember that, oh no, I'm actually just sitting in a chair here. I'm not about to crash. My world is not ending. I'm still just sitting in a chair. God is still true. God is still the same, and he's still here. And that leads me to my actually the one of the last points that are related to this, which is the unchanging nature of God. You know, in a world where everything rapidly changes, and we know that especially in the last two years, we've experienced that change can happen fast, everything is changing, everything is moving. The one constant for us as Christians is that God does not change. God stays the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And in Hebrews 13 verse 8, it tells us categorically, factually, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ was the same at the beginning of time. He will be the same at the end of time. So when we stop to think about that for a second, and we think about reality, what better place is there to anchor our truth and reality but in the knowledge that there is a constant in God that does not change. So when the world is coming at us, when we are overwhelmed and we don't know what to do, when things are crushing at us, when we are feeling like nobody is going to love me anymore, I don't know, man, I've messed up. I have completely messed up today. I don't know how to fix this. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And the thing about God is his love as he is, is unchanging. We may change the way we feel, but God's love, because God is love, and therefore, if God is unchanging, his love is unchanging. Right? So it stays the same. We also hear in Malachi 3 verse 6, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. So if the Lord does not change, you cannot be consumed. Now this comes back to the reality and uh, what is real and what is not real. In the moment when you're confronted with a lot of stuff, you do feel consumed. But when you take off those glasses, what is happening is you are still sitting right there in the chair, unconsumed, unshakable, unmovable. You are still there because the Lord has not changed. Your circumstance has changed. But you, the Lord hasn't changed, and therefore his love for you and the promises he made to you have not changed. They are still there. You might not see them because you've got the glasses on. When you take off the glasses, and that might need a little bit of help, you can get moments where you remember, but wait a second, I haven't changed. He hasn't changed, and therefore he's still here for me. So what then shall we say about reality? Well, I would say that our reality does not lie in what men says. It does not lie in what uh, we feel in the human flesh. And often, the glasses that we wear constantly are based on earthly definitions. And I'll give you some examples because when you have your glasses on, your reality will tell you that you're not enough. And when they're off, the reality is that God loves you in spite of your weaknesses. 
When you have the glasses on, you will fear, fe you feel a lot of fear, torment, stress. And without them, you will be reminded that the Lord says, fear not, I am with you. When you have the glasses on, you will spend your time in what seems to be a, with the reality that says, you are a failure. You have made mistakes. You're always making mistakes. You're not good enough. When you take off the glasses, the Lord is saying you're forgiven. You're enough. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace cares not for your past. So when you take off your glasses, I see you. You see me. You can see yourself through my eyes, which are eyes of love. So when you have the glasses on, you will be absolutely convinced that the pain and suffering you're experiencing, the illness that you're facing right now, you know, the diagnosis that you got, that that is it. That is not going to change. Your pain is going to last forever. But when you take off the glasses, you are reminded that the same God who could make miracles can make miracles for you. The same God who parted seas and made people, children of Israel, walk through the ocean. He can do that for you today. This is hard to perceive when your glasses are on, right? We need help sometimes from members of the congregation, the board, the, the, and people around us to remind us that take off your glasses. All is well. With the, and, and with the reality of having the glasses on, the earthly reality, you can sometimes feel unlovable, unloved, isolated, and alone. But when you take them off, the truth and the reality is that absolutely nothing and nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Nothing at all. So which reality are we going to live today? Do we have the glasses on or off? And, uh, and even if we do have them on because it's hard to take them off, how are we helping others to take off the glasses as the body of Christ? How are we even reaching out to others? How are we staying open for others to come in and help us take off those glasses? We were meant to do this as a body. We were meant to do this as a collective. So my challenge to you today as I wrap up is to just take a moment and think about the things that are holding you back, you know, to taking off those glasses. And I even urge you, because sometimes it's a challenge, to take a moment, take a deep breath, and take off those glasses because you might find your way back to what is truth and what is real. Because the the reality, the truth about reality is that it is rooted in who God is, who God says in he is, and who God says we are. And that is unchanging. It will always be the same. So I invite you all today, as we leave today, to take off your glasses, put your glasses down, and just stay in the grace of God and remember that he is with you at all times. 
May God bless you. And thank you. Okay, I, I'm, I guess I'll carry on. Um, <laughs> we're, all, we're now going to um, take up an offering. So I'm just going to take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that when you speak, you speak truth, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your reality, your reality is unchanging. And Lord, we pray that you touch everyone today and you remind them of the things in their lives that need to be spoken to and that need to be reined back into the truth and reality that is you, Lord. So, Lord, as we um, give to you today, we just play pray that you bless the hands that give and, um, and that you may bless your church in Jesus' name. Amen. We can take up the offering now. <laughs> 